Hey, thanks so much everybody for hitting that button and deciding to make an investment in your life for the next 20 or so minutes. This is Mike Signorelli, the lead pastor of V1 Church, and I just cannot emphasize enough how important this message is because dads give destiny. So I'm gonna ask you to just lock in, stick around, and I have a very important message for you on the other side of this sermon. So go ahead and take a listen. Hey, welcome to service today. This is your lead pastor, Mike Signorelli, and I want to welcome you to church. I'm so glad that you showed up. As a matter of fact, would you drop a comment and let our team know where you're watching from today? I love to look at the comments and see all the different locations represented. Hey, listen, I'm asking you as your pastor right now to actually do something very, very important. Can we all give honor to the fathers today as we celebrate Father? day. Come on. We're, we're a culture of honor. And there's many men who are watching this, maybe feeling like failures, feeling low, feeling like, man, with all those stuff going on in the world today, how can I even celebrate? Well, we're going to take a second and we're going to celebrate them in the comments right now. Come on, let's honor them. Here's another thing I want to ask you to do. Now, if you're watching this right now and you're on the pastoral care team, I'm talking to you. If you're a dream team leader, I'm talking to you. If you're a dream team member, I'm talking to you. If you are a V1 church member, I'm talking to you. This is probably one of the most important sermons I'm ever going to preach. And I'm not just saying that. I actually mean this is the mantle on my life to preach about what it means to be a true father. And this is so important that I'm asking you right now to share this broadcast. If you're somebody who watches every week and maybe has never hit the share button, I'm imploring you because I know the result of this message today is going to be true freedom to hit that share button right now. And if you're like, man, Pastor Mike, you're jumping this thing off serious today. I believe that I have the answer to so many of the problems in the world. The answer has been in this book the entire time. And the Bible says, how are they going to know lest I send a preacher? And so send me into your family and friends newsfeed right now so they can hear the word of the Lord. Hit that share button. If there is ever a message that we all work together to go viral, it'd be this one right now. I believe that in my soul. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you right now that something is stirring in the hearts of those who are watching. They are becoming keenly aware that this is not a broadcast, this is church. And where we're gathered together, your spirit is in the midst. But where your spirit is, there is liberty. And Father, I thank you that you are going to release true identity and breakthrough. I even see spiritually right now those who are wearing headphones, who are going into their rooms, who are getting alone to get with this word so that they can finally resolve the issues of their past, finally resolve the things that have tortured them so much. God, we are crying for a true father. We need you desperately in this world. And I thank you for your word as it goes forth in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen, amen, amen. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 35. I want to speak to you for the next several moments about how freedom comes through fathers. Freedom comes through fathers. Freedom comes through fathers. We've got all kinds of people talking about what freedom is nowadays. Freedom of expression, freedom of choice. Come on, but freedom always comes through true fathers. As you turn to Genesis chapter 35, I want to read to you the story, and it's a powerful story 
a story of a woman who's giving birth. As she begins to give birth, there's this acknowledgement in the midst of extreme pain that her soul is leaving her body and she's getting ready to die. And as that baby is released, it's a baby of divine appointment of destiny. She names the baby as one of the last things that she does before her soul departs her body. Now listen, let me read. This is chapter 35, verses 16 through 18. Then they journeyed from Bethel. Come on. And this is verse 16 through 18. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel went into labor and she had hard labor. Verse 17. And when her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, do not fear for you have another son. So the midwife sees now that there is a son being born. And as her soul was departing from her, uh, as she was dying, she called his name Benoni. She called his name Benoni. Now watch, there's a comma, a coordinating conjunction, the word but. See, whenever you see a comma and a coordinating conjunction, it means that we're connecting two opposite ideas. But his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way. Now, when you read that, if you don't understand the Hebrew context, you missed the profound revelation that God wants for your life today. Let me give you an analogy. Imagine you jump into a swimming pool and your entire life, the way that you survived was that you inhale and you exhale. You inhale and you exhale. You do it involuntarily, right? And this is how you've survived because you take in oxygen and then you exhale and then you take in oxygen and you exhale. Imagine you jump into a pool, you dive down into that pool, and then all of a sudden you begin to do the very thing that's necessary for you to live. What happens? Instead, you die. Because when you're breathing in and breathing out, you're doing the right thing in the wrong environment and you're inhaling water and you die. Let me just tell you, we are living in a society without fathers and the world is doing all the right things in the wrong environment. Inhale, exhale, and we're drowning. We're drowning, and as we're drowning, we're realizing, and I want you to get this revelation, write this down in your notes, come on. Fatherhood is the oxygen of identity. Fatherhood is the oxygen of identity. And the world is breathing underwater. <gasps> Maybe if I go to college, Maybe if I can reform politics, maybe if I can build my business and we are breathing in the wrong environments and we're doing all the right things, you should educate yourself. Come on, does somebody hear me preaching? You should build that business. But if you do those things outside of the environment of true fatherhood, you will die. What do I mean? I'm not talking about just a physical death. I'm talking about an emotional death. And some of you are like, man, Pastor Mike, this is such a serious message. Yes, it needs to be said. That's why I say I pray this one goes viral. Because what happens is 
When I, when I scroll through the news feed on my phone, when I, when I hear all of the reports around me, when I see in my neighborhoods here in Queens, all the people protesting, yes, that's necessary, but it, it, can, become do, it can become breathing underwater. You're doing all the right things, but divorce, separated from the environment of Abba Father. And we're here to learn Jesus' way. And when I look at the life of Jesus, he's seeing these men and women who are actually divorced from Abba Father. And they're saying, oh man, we can't keep being abused and subjugated by this Roman occupation. Let's revolt. Let's come on, let's reform it. And Jesus said, if you do not get a revelation of Abba Father, not Father, Abba Father, then you do not have the oxygen that actually breeds identity. Some of you don't believe me though yet, but here's the thing, numbers don't lie. I wanna read something to you. And I I think that what we've tried to do as a society, and now listen, I come from a, a, a single mother. And, and she sent me to Boy Scouts. I earned every badge and all the merits. You know, she sent me to different programs and things and desperately tried to install structure in my life that would help me become the man that I was supposed to become. But here's the thing. We, we need to get a revelation about the significance and the importance of men in our society and fathers in our society. And we have tried so hard to convince ourselves because of our own pain. We've got single mothers watching right now who are like so abused and so hurt by the father that abandoned that we've tried to convince ourselves, well, men aren't necessary. Fathers aren't necessary. And I want to just tell you the numbers don't lie. Don't believe me? Let's look at the fatherless statistics. The United States Department of Justice compiled a comprehensive database as they study children from fatherless homes. Now watch, 63% of all suicides were committed by those who came from fatherless homes. More than half of all people that you know who have ended their life have have had a father wound. Runaways, this is even more compelling. 90% of all homeless and runaway youths come from fatherless homes. Nine out of 10 that run away do not have a father at home. Behavioral disorders, watch this. You see somebody acting up, you see them in the store, you're judging them. You're thinking, man, what's wrong with them? You're thinking, why do they act the way they act? 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 85%. That kid that annoys you so much, that kid that you can't understand why is desperately crying out, I want a dad. Maybe there's still a little boy inside of you that's saying, I want a dad. Maybe there's a little girl inside of you that's saying, I want a dad. You know how many behavioral disorders we're trying to fix with policies that can only be fixed by the Prince of Peace? We need a father. High school dropouts, seven out of 10. 71% of all high school dropouts are fatherless. What they're saying, what does it matter? Nobody's gonna be waiting for me at graduation. At least not the person that I need and want the most. Seven out of 10. 
Listen to this. Juvenile detention rates. Oh, well, if people would stop committing crimes. Oh, if people would stop doing this. Listen how foolish that sounds when you get a revelation of the root of the problem. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions. State, you want to talk about the roots because V1 goes to the roots. I go to the root. It's like, okay, yeah, you're looking at the symptom. Yeah, they need to stop committing crimes. You want to know why they did it? They're fatherless. Seven out of 10 of them. They're trying to get attention. They're trying to provide for themselves because nobody's ever going to bring them a birthday present. Nobody's ever going to give them something unexpected. I've got two daughters. Sometimes I buy them stuff when they don't even ask for it. I never had that growing up. And guess what? You got juvenile detention rates, seven out of 10. Comprehensive study said they're fatherless. I got two more, substance abuse. Oh, well, if they'd stop doing drugs, if they'd stop abusing, okay, good, good job identifying the, the, the shoot off the root. What's the root? 75%, are you kidding me? Seven or eight out of 10 adolescent patients in a substance abuse center are sitting in treatment, in withdrawal, desperately trying to get free from an addiction and it's probably something that they used to numb the pain. If you are exhibiting escapist behavior right now, pornography addiction, could it be a father wound? If you're exhibiting escapist behavior, taking pain pills, drinking in excess, if you're exhibiting this, this escapist behavior, could your root be fatherlessness? Could you be saying, I just can't think about going through another season of life without a father? Watch this, this one's really gonna hurt somebody to hear, but I need to say it. I told you this is one of the most important messages I can ever preach. 75% of rapists are fatherless. What? What? That guy that committed one of the most atrocious things, crimes that could ever be committed against my body and my purity was fatherless? And they said that when they interviewed these rapists, they were motivated by displaced anger from coming from a fatherless home. Genesis chapter 35, verse 16 through 18. I want to break this down. I, I'm telling you, I've been having a vision of many of you even getting alone with this sermon, going off, just literally going into a parking lot, playing this in your car, saying, I've got I've to get this, God. I've got to get this, God. I thought that the cough was a common cold, but the cough is a cancer. It's called fatherlessness. It's so much worse. And, and if you're waiting for this to be fixed with a political reform, you're going to be waiting for a long time. The disciples thought that Jesus Jesus was going to do that plan with Rome, but Jesus said, I actually have a better plan. I'm going to cry out, Abba, Father. You're going to get a revelation of who made you, who purposed your life, who destined you, who called you from the beginning. Yeah, your dad may have left you, but there's one who cannot leave you. And once you get a revelation of that, once you understand that, you can treat the cancer that's eroding your soul. Because every day you're waking up and you're saying, why can I not keep, why can I not stop striving? Do you know that there's so many people that even their success is literally a cry for Abba Father and it's an insatiable desire and they work so much and you're praising them for how much they work, but they're working themselves to death to get the approval that they never got from their dad. And then you've got people that are on the other end of the spectrum 
that can't even get off the couch depressed, but inside of them is a little girl that's saying, somebody tell me I'm beautiful and then I'd believe it. Somebody tell me my life has value and I'll believe it. Somebody tell me that this all makes sense and I'll believe it. See, dads give destiny. Dads give destiny. Absence of dad, absence of destiny. It doesn't actually surprise me at all that we started telling our kids that you came from some primordial goo and that the universe exists by random chance because when you don't have dads, you don't have destiny. And only a fatherless society would tell you that your life was random. Dads don't talk that way. Dads don't talk that way. We have a picture in Genesis chapter 35, verse 16 through 18. Watch this. Rachel is dying in her own personal pain. She's pushing this baby out. She feels her soul literally detaching from her body. And she looks at that baby and says, you will be called son of my struggle. You will be called son of my pain. And she gives him a name that was not his destiny. There's a lot of people in this world that are birthing children and giving them a name of their pain. Come on. They're birthing children and giving them the name of their pain. Listen, one of the only, I had two interactions with my biological father when I was a teenager. And and the very first time he saw me walking down the street randomly, pulled up in his car and he said, whoa, are you Mike Signorelli? And I said, yeah. He goes, I'm your dad. I said, what? And I knew it because I instantly recognized him. The first thing my dad said, do you know what it was Ben you're so handsome I bet you get all the girls and he thought it was a compliment but it was impartation see you teach what you know but you impart what you are my dad several years before had cheated on my on my mother he stepped out of the marriage, the covenant, of, and he cheated. See, my, my dad didn't have boundaries. He wasn't a man of God. He didn't understand the sanctity of marriage. He didn't understand true love that stays even when your needs aren't getting met. He didn't understand true love that says, I'm going to commit to you because covenant is deeper than a contract. And I signed a marriage license, but I covenanted to you. And you are my wife and I am your husband. I'm never going to leave you. But he doesn't know what it means to stay because he didn't know a God that could never leave. Why is this so important for you? Because my dad tried to impart to me the destiny of a cheater. He said, oh man, I bet you get all the girls. He didn't say one. He didn't say fidelity. He said infidelity. I bet you get all the girls because he was imparting what he was, a cheater. In that moment of pain, she imparted what she was. She said, I'm going to name him son of struggle. Benoni literally means, but then there's this powerful moment. But then all of a sudden, watch this. His father called him Benjamin. See, you can miss it if you don't know what Benjamin means. All of a sudden, he flips it and says, this is not son of my struggle. This is son of my strength.
This is son of my strength. And out of Benjamin's lineage came kings. Out of Benjamin's lineage came royalty. And we're learning the Jesus way. You want to know what the Jesus way is? Dads give destiny. Dads give destiny. He said, your mother called you son of struggle, but I call you son of strength. And listen, in my situation, my earthly father said, I'm going to impart to you the, the, the identity of cheating. But, but my heavenly father said, I'm going to teach you how to be the husband of one wife. I'm going to teach you to be the thing that your father couldn't teach you. And there's somebody watching right now and you're getting an alarm going off inside of you. This is the answer because the Bible actually declares in Galatians chapter four, verse six. And because you are sons and daughters, God has set the spirit of his son into your heart and it cries, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave. You want to get free from slavery, mental slavery, emotional slavery. You want to get you want to get free from the shackles and the chains of addiction and bondage on your life. Says this, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, you are an heir through God. You want to be royalty? See, the whole story of humanity was not, this is the government of God. Let me, let me help you understand. The government of God was father king. That's deep. Not just king, because king alone turns into dictator. Not just father, because father alone, right, is love but without discipline. Father king, royal family. As a matter of fact, the only question the disciples ever asked Jesus was teach us how to pray. And Jesus said the most revolutionary thing that had ever been uttered in their Jewish cultural context. He said, you ready? Pray like, pray like this. Abba, Father, our Father who art in heaven. Watch, we want unity, but there will be no unity until we all learn how to say our Father. When you admit our Father, you're admitting our brothers and sisters. And you cannot see each other as brother and sisters until you learn how to see Him as Father. That's to me the biggest revelation of this message. See, a rapist who's fatherless cannot see the divinity in that woman, cannot see her as sister, cannot see her as mother, cannot see her as aunt, cannot see her for what she is because he's divorced from family. He's separated from royalty. And see, the, the number one revelation you get that frees you from slavery is our father, Abba. Why Abba? Because there's fathers, but then there's Abba father. And it's profound because it's this place of intimacy. Jesus himself in Mark chapter 14, verse 36 says, and he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup, yet not what I will, but what you will. Why is this important? Because he was saying, I cannot go to the cross without Abba, Father. Jesus himself was getting ready to give up in the garden. And in his greatest moment of weakness, he said, you're many things to me, God. You've provided for me. You're, come on, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. provider. I've watched you heal through my hands, God, as I delivered the word. Jehovah Rapha, my healer. I've seen you in so many ways, but now in order to accomplish the cross, there's only one title that will get me all the way. And he said, Abba, Father. 
See, there's some of you that don't know you're never going to be successful without Abba. It's Abba. He, you can know him as Jehovah Jireh, your provider. So what? He paid another bill. That's not going to be enough for you. So what? He, Jehovah Rapha, he heals your sickness. That's great. But there's going to be another sickness. There's something deeper. Abba. Abba, Father. I need eternal closeness. I need a God that never goes away. And until the world knows him as our Abba Father, we cannot know each other as brother and sister. This is the message to heal the nations. This is what Jesus came primarily to do because he knew if, if I can put this first, if the kingdom can go first, then all these other things they're praying for, they're protesting for, all these other hurts and these pains and these ills of their society will come into an alignment. If you can tell me that over half of all suicides are from fatherless homes, what happens when the king, that who, who is also their father, steps up into the atmosphere of their home. Come on, it eradicates suicide because they say, I can face tomorrow because I know who holds my tomorrow. If, if 90% of all runaways are fatherless, you want to keep your kid in the sanctuary of your home? You got to bring the king who's also their father into the home. And they say, I, I, no matter how far I run, I can never run past the outstretched arms of Abba. Come on, behavioral disorders, 85% of all children, and we medicate them. What happened if you gave them their father? What would happen if we said, here's your prescription. Every day you're going to read your father's words. Every day you're going to speak to your dad. Would 85% of behavioral issues be eradicated? I want to end like this. Substance abuse, aggression. I'm telling you there's a root even inside of you. And I'm telling you, the wisdom of an unseen God is that he can walk through walls. He doesn't have to be in one place at one time. We don't have a Mecca. We don't do a pilgrimage to a place. Our God did a pilgrimage to a person. And he said, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. And for so many religions, we've got to go to a place. But God said, I, got, I love you so much. I'm going to show you Abba, Father. I hear your cries. I hear your cries. And I'm coming to you. If you're hearing the spirit of the living God welling up inside of you declaring Abba, would you respond to him right now? Come on, I want us to pray together. I want every single person around the world to borrow my words. This is the most important prayer you could ever pray because listen Benon, Benoni son of struggle son of pain the mother gave the name out of pain but dads give destiny and he all of a sudden showed up and said no 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 your name will be Benjamin You're, you will be son of my strength this is where you get your name changed come on this is where we end service with a praise break come on this is where we end service with a shout you're getting ready to get a name change because dad's going to give you destiny borrow these words with me. Everybody say, our Father. Come on, say it out loud. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. See, see when you begin to say those words, you're giving honor to the Father. Let's pray. Father, every single person watching right now who said out of their mouth, our Father, 
I, I pray, Lord, that there's deliverance and freedom happening right now around the world. In every home, that fatherless roots are coming out, God. That people are going to be cured of addiction right now because you're meeting them at that fatherless root. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that we're not going to have escapist behaviors because we can't outrun your arms right now. And Lord, I just thank you that this Father's Day, we celebrate that you are our Father. And not only are you our, our Father, but you have given us image bearers of the Father men and, and women who are here in the local church to come around and to say, we are going to parent you into your purpose. We are going to parent you out of the pain. We're not going to name you Benoni. Benoni. We're going to name you Benjamin. We're going to call you your destiny. We're not going to call you what they call you. And I thank you for a name change happening right now in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, amen, amen, amen. Hey, thanks so much for sticking around all the way till the end. I believe that God changed your life forever. Now, the end of this broadcast is the beginning of your next steps. I want you to go to the internet, reach on your phone, on your browser, maybe your laptop or your tablet, and type in v1.church. And from there, I want you to click on groups, Facebook page, Instagram, follow us. And then if you would be so kind, Help us reach many people with the message of Jesus Christ by giving financially by clicking the Give button. I love you guys. I cannot wait to see you next week as we continue this series, The Jesus Way.